Copa MX Network production. This is the Rocky Mountain ATV MC Kiefer Tested Podcast. The podcast you come to for the straight insight on all things moto-centric. Hard parts, bikes, gear, suspension, motor mods, and more. It's Kiefer Tested. Here he is, Chris Kiefer. Welcome in, everybody. Happy holidays. This is the Rocky Mountain ATVMC.com Kiefer Tested Podcast presented by FXR Racing and Racetech. Merry Christmas, everybody. This is our last show of the year. We're going to take two weeks off. Hallelujah. No recording, no typing, no talking. Probably a lot of writing, though. But this is the last show of 2022. We will come in back in January 2023 hot with some 250 and 450 MX baseline settings, as well as some new features to the show. So I'm excited about that. So thank you guys for joining me, and hopefully you guys are spending some time for the holidays with family and friends and uh, having a great time, and hopefully you guys get to relax some. So first things first, RockyMountainATVMC.com is the trusted online source for parts, accessories, gear for dirt bikes, side-by-sides, ATVs, and street bikes. Low prices, unparalleled customer service, and FREE, three-day shipping, over 75 bucks. You guys should be going to keyforinktesting.com. Click on the banner, and that'll take you back to Rocky Mountain, and that gives us a slice of what you guys are purchasing. So thank you for doing that. It really does help. And if you guys want to get some new gear, you know the code KKMX35, which now works in Europe, I am told. So if you guys are listening over in Europe, you can use the code KKMX35. Get yourself some Revo, some Helium, uh, even a FXR 6D helmet. You can use the code KKMX6D, and that'll save you some money on FX6D collaborated ATR2. Racetech, over there, those guys do some pretty damn good work. We just had a, I just did a test not too long ago uh, with Racetech and RacerX on a Suzuki, that's right, a Suzuki RMZ250. You don't even know about this, by the way. Uh, so that's Eddie Lairdson's show, but anyway. Uh, Race Tech, you guys want a better running Suzuki? We all do. No, they don't have electric starts for Race Tech, but nonetheless, your RMZ250 will have some pulling power, better suspension. Gold valves are really good, especially in this KYB stuff that comes on the RMZ250. So go visit them, racetech.com. Use the code word KEFER at sales at racetech.com, and that'll save you some dough. And thank you to all of our 2022 sponsors. Some will be changing for next year, but most of these guys are sticking around, so use them. Power Motorsports. You guys want a freshie? Yamaha, Kawasaki, KTM. I have the code. That's right, the code to save on a new bike. Uh, David over there at Power Yamaha. Well, Power Motorsports, but they call themselves Power Yamaha. Power Motorsports has uh, a whole shit ton of stock right now. So hopefully you guys uh, can grab yourself a new bike or a trail bike or something for the lady. Maybe put a bike under the tree for your chick. That'd be awesome. Works Connection, Ride Engineering, Pro Taper, 6D, ScreenPrettyDone.com, Dunlop Motorsports, Plum Creek Funding, Blood Lubricants, Decal Works, the official graphic company of Kiefer Inc. Testing for 2023. And uh, Lit Pro, you guys want to Dick measure with your uh, your friends, like the guy sitting in here right now in studio, as well as your child. This is what I do. 
You can just whip it out and see who's his biggest. Lap times and everything. LitPro is the place to do that. And, of course, oldtimersmx.com. We are changing that name to something else in 2023. We're going to talk about that. But I guess the old-timer name is not appealing to some of you, so we're going to switch that up. But it's still going to be the great series that you guys known and come to love, Longer Motos. This guy should be racing more of those next year, so we're going to discuss that. Oh, we will. <laughs> oh, that's what we say right now, but that could change. Uh, oldtimersmx.com to see where they're coming nearest you. And uh, they do all over the West Coast from Canada, Oregon, Washington, Northern, and Southern California. So lots of great races with those guys. All right, Edward, Eddie Larratt here. You guys like him. He's the outspoken mechanic that talks shit. You get yourself in trouble. Yeah. Well, that, that's what Don't happened. Don't be talking shit so much. <laughs> that's what happened back in the day. That's probably why I never made it to PC with RV. And Really? I'm pretty sure that's, yeah, Mitch didn't like that I was so open it's just it's very harsh i mean sometimes yeah. the things that you're saying is true but it's like it's just the it's delivery yeah delivery is not great my wife tells me all the time even at home with the kids when, really? I, when I don't want them to do something i just tell them don't do that they and she's repeat. like there you could reword that so much better to where it just you still get your point across but it's doesn't hurt everyone's feelings in the house do the girls ever cry when you tell them something oh, yeah we just had one not too long ago Actually, it was. <laughs> do you feel immediately feel like shit when they when they yeah, do? Yeah. Well, anytime you see anybody in your family walk away crying after you just got done, ripping you know, them. ripping them, it's like. <laughs> but my kids are young, and I'm trying to teach them like, it's right. just like this conversation we just had. Like, yeah. I have all the tools. Yeah. I'm gonna give them to you. Just use them. Right. That's all I'm asking. Just use them. If you don't like them, just tell me. Hey, I tried it. I didn't like it. And move on. So this is the last Kiefer tested show, but we are putting a holiday special. Coffee with the Kiefer's up. So we did record one. Nice. And there is, it's it's basically the best of 2022. And I didn't know this, but it's been a year since we did this, a show. So there is several aspects to Heather, Aiden, and I's conversation about parenting. Yep. Other side of it with the child. Uh, so if you guys want to check that out between Christmas and New Year's, that'll be up. You guys have been bugging me for one, and we did it, and it's a good one. Lots of stuff inside that, so I could get it. So, nonetheless, we are here to talk about a 2023 Gas Gas MC450 build that we just did. It'll be a Racer X Garage build. There's a complete video about this bike. It should be up with, mm, I want to say January sometime. Um, so, you can go check that over on racerxonline.com. But I brought Eddie in because he built it. This is basically his bike that I gave him the reins to. Like, I go, hey, Let's build a gas gas. You like this bike. Uh, do everything that you wanted to do on it. You know, within reason, I guess. We, I mean, we could have did more. Yeah. But this is something that you would want. And most likely you'll be purchasing this motorcycle. If we can ever get a price from Andy. <laughs> He's working on it. Talk to him about it. Oh, you day. did? Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So, I wanted to get you in here and talk about this. Because there's been a lot of talk. You had a... 350 mm -hmm. for the Vet National, okay? Husqvarna FC350 with some stuff on it. Uh, Vortex. Um, what else do we have? Muffler. Uh, suspension. Suspension. KYB kit. But I've been getting a lot of emails about, I'm torn, Kiefer, between a 350 or a 300. This two-stroke's really confusing a lot of people because it's so damn good. 
So before we start talking about this Gas Gas MC450, let's lead this show off on which bike would you choose if you had both of them? Let's say you had a 350 with those engine mods that you did mm-hmm. and the suspension that you want, or you, you've ridden the 300, you know, that 300 with suspension that you want, which one would you choose to, to have or, or keep? I, I'm probably still going to go with the 350. You know, I, I've been going over this with my buddy, <clears throat> Dan. He he's, was out riding for a while, came back, and he's like, you're one of the only guys I know that actually rode the 300. Like, what what do you think? And and, and you can go back to our show and get our whole full thro- thoughts on that 300. It's a really good bike. But, I mean, if you're telling me I have to pick one or the other and this is what you're going to ride for the next year, mm-hmm. I think the two-stroke is fun. It's one of those bikes, like, you keep it on the side and it's, like, it's fun to ride. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to compete on that bike. I don't want to. But are you competing? Are you going racing? Well, I'm it, that's what I was going to say. It depends where you're at. Okay. If you're a weekend warrior, like to ride in the desert, the 300 is great. Because right. your maintenance cost of rebuilding and all this just is way down on a two-stroke, obviously, versus a four-stroke. So it, it really depends what market you're in. But for what we do, you know, we ride the tracks, we race on, or you race on the weekends. I don't, <laughs> but I have that more competitive side. The two-stroke would be like, hey, my buddies are going to go ride LACR vet track. Get the 300 out. Right. going to ride 300. Okay. But, you know, when we're going to Glen Helen on Thursdays or Tuesdays or racing Saturday series or, or, you know, any of these other races, you know, the old timers. Right. I'm not racing that on the 300. I'm racing that on either the 350, which I raced the world vet on the 350 and got a great start at 240 pounds on it. You so, did race? Well. World vets? <laughs> I mean, we closed that door. That box see, is closed. See, uh, I, you talk shit, and I, I just know. came in with that, and that's something you would tell me if that's what happened. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. 100%. I, I owned it. No, I didn't. I circulated the track, but I did get a good start. Yes. <laughs> so uh, it's the 350 is probably where I would go. Okay, so here's my POV. All right, guys? Look, I am Team 300. I hate two-strokes. I love this bike. Here's a couple reasons why I wouldn't take it right now. The ECU is a locked box. I am pigeon-held until someone can come up with some kind of ECU tune for this bike because I will will not be able to modify it. I will not be able to add any in-engine parts that's available to me, right? Mm -hmm. I will have to be a pipe and a silencer and some fuel, and then then I'm stuck. And this is what I got. So until I can really tune it and add something, like if I can, uh, we can port the cylinder or do something to get you some more power and then tune it, yeah. that's when it's going to become next level. Yep. And for me right now, um, I love a 350. Um, I go to the church of 350. We talked about this on Gypsy Tales. Like, I love a 350. Mm-hmm. Um, the more I ride them, the more fun I have. But also, I love this 300. If I wasn't racing, and I was just riding for fun, and and I could be riding three days a week, no problem, yeah. I would choose a 300 yeah. just because I have a great time on it. But if I want to compete and ride and race at the same whole year at the same time, I would choose a 350 because there's more things I can tune mm-hmm. to make it what I want at this point in time. Until that time comes where I can tune the 300 more, I'm picking a 350. But 
the 300, if I'm just riding it right now, I'm going to stick a pipe in the silencer and just go have fun. I'm not worried about going racing. Like right now, it's still wet in the desert. I'll choose a 300 because it's going to be a hell of a good time. Oh, yeah. And also, the handling of a 300 is much better to me than a 350. Suspension yes. doesn't feel like shit like a th- on the 350, like stock to stock. It doesn't feel harsh. Uh, cornering is really easy. Uh, there's no engine braking. Like, I can run third gear. So there's a lot of pos- positives to 300. So you guys got to figure out what type of rider you are out there. Are you racing? Are you super com- competitive? Are you pissed off if you go race and you got third? You're driving home? Are you pissed? 350 is going to be your choice. Yeah. Because you want all the advantage you can available to you when you buy a motorcycle. Yeah, because the majority of the tracks you ride, four-stroke power is easier to manage, wheel spin, getting grip, you know, yeah. ri- carrying your momentum. It's easy. It's easier on a four-stroke. I mean, you literally can roll the thing around, just blah, 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 blah. Two-stroke, you, you know, now you're keeping power valves up on pipes, a little more clutching in and out of corners, but the 300, when you ride it, it feels like you're riding a 125. Yeah. It's so light underneath you. It, it actually, just comparing like when we rode it at, at Kuiya that day, I mean, it's just like you don't really think about much. You're just like, oh, I'm riding a two-stroke. This is not, you know, I'm used to riding this heavy four-stroke. Right. Now I'm on the super light two-stroke. So yeah. it's, you know, I mean, like you said, once the box opens, which I have a buddy that rode one Sunday that uh, Sean Langham did a, you know, like a build, like his own build on it mm-hmm. and, you know, did a bunch. Supposedly he's got an FMF pipe and silencer on it already, which I'm not aware of that that's even available. Oh, it's available. Okay. Yeah, so yeah. he's got that on there. Yep. There was also, um, it was spoke about a different map that I guess the dealerships have their hands on, which I don't know if we know anything about that. So I know Sean pretty good. I've known him for a long time. So I was going to reach out to him and just out, you know, get, Give me the what you did at your bike, yeah, you know, yeah. to see because if there is, we want that third map, right? Like we love the map two, the green map. Um, the map one is in our eyes was kind of not usable for what we do, right? So we want if there is a third map, we we need to find that map because that could be just something extra. that little extra you yeah. were just talking about yeah. that might just make that bike tip tip the mountain. So Twist is going to try to do some kind of tune. And once that's available, obviously we'll put it up on our website and let you guys know about it. But once that happens, man, oh boy. Yeah. It's going to be fun <laughs> as shit. Yeah, sky's the limit then. So if we're just raw dogging both and I got two brand new bikes, i having more fun on the 300 than I do the 350. Yeah. It is fun to ride the 300. Um, it, like I said, it's a little bit rich right before you land. Um, I've heard the 250 is cleaner. I haven't got to test the new spec I, re- I tested it in Redbud, and it was a little bit rich. Um, but the new one, I've heard that the new spec that they did, I heard it's it's much better. Um, so we'll be doing that after the holiday. But right now, decide what kind of rider you are. If you're just looking to have fun, have a good time with your buddies, and ride, and maybe occasionally race once or twice a year, the 300's awesome. And yeah. especially if you're riding a vet novice class or something, like who you have plenty of power there. Like, yeah. It's oh, fine. Yeah. Um, but... If you're super competitive and you're racing every weekend and you want the most out of your machine, the 350 is going to give you that. Right. So that's where I'm at, people. So stop emailing me. Just listen to the show. <laughs> I don't need to write two paragraphs of what's better. So yeah. please. And it's it's all going to come down to, to rider preference. I mean, if you have an option or know somebody that has one, 
ride it, make that, you know, make the determination for yourself. But that's what we've come up with so far. I would love to, um, I've been thinking about this for years. I would love to have all of my test bikes and then do a contest for the year and draw like five guys to come out and ride and test all these bikes, especially the right kind of guy that enters this contest. Like, Hey, I'm interested in a new bike. And I was wondering about X, Y, Z. And I'm having all these bikes out here and then they win the contest and they get to ride them and then they get to make a decision. You know, it, it, for us, it's, I call it cheating. You know, when, when you pick a bike and it's like, well, we have already rode them all. So we know which one we we think we know which one we want to ride. And then we get to spend more time on that bike before we make the decision. So that's, what's good about this type of stuff is hopefully they can take our, you know, what we're giving them within truth right. that, Hey, this is what this guy fits my ability, my weight category, my riding ability, my riding style. And he says, this is this, you know, but that's, I, I, I'm not in the business to bullshit. Yeah. Like, it is what it is here. Like, I'm not going to say, I've always told you guys this on the show. Like if something's really shitty, you may not see it on my website. Right. Because I've told either a, the manufacturer or, or B the, 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 you know, aftermarket company of whatever it is that it's no good and I'm trying to help you make it better but they don't do that at that time I'm not in the business to knock all these products but I will tell you the truth if you ask me something I'm not going to hide it so we do that on this show I'm not going to sugarcoat it I really do think the 300 is good because people always ask me what do you really think (laughs) I I fucking said it yeah I don't know what you want yeah I said it it is what I think like that is exactly what I, I feel and you've been around me. You, yeah. you would know. I think, unfortunately, this is kind of like our media in America, you know, like a, a well, couple Well, I understand bad, why they think that. Right. Right. So it's like you have to, you know, and, and I've seen it over the years, um, more or less this last year, as I've really been involved in your program inside and out. There, you, like, we walk into a business and there's some guy standing out front and they're like, oh, Kiefer. And, and it, yeah, you know, we were at Twisted that day, and that guy, oh, yeah, the front, yeah. like, that blew my mind. Like, I, t- I was talking to another guy in the industry that owns a company, and I'm like, you you wouldn't bl-. The guy just walks in, cold face, into this building, and this guy recognizes him, and it turns into a 20-minute conversation about how he appreciates everything that Chris does and his, his truthness. And so people don't, I think a lot of people that don't get to see you right? maybe think that you're just, Bullshit. Doing what the other ones do. Yeah. But not realize that we actually test the shit out of stuff. I put things on your bike all the time yeah. that, you know, you give feedback to where people are like, you right. know, did they really ride that? Did they really try that linkage? Or are they just, that's his buddies. And it, no, we, we, anything we talk about, we, we test here. Yeah. And that's one of the reasons why, you know, I wrote an article on Pulp MX. It's up today. It's about, other media testers that I that I like and things that I appreciate from them. And there's not a lot of them out there, but I feel like there's not a lot of that in other media. Other media doesn't talk about other media because they don't want to give any credit to anyone else, right? But I, I don't give a fuck. Like, there's, I'm not the end-all, be-all of testers, right? There's other people out there that do the same thing I do, and there's consumers and viewers and readers that like other people. So... I have no problem with that. I have what I have. I'm offering what you guys, um, what I think that you guys would need. And if you don't like that, that's fine. There's other people. So I wrote this this article about the reasons why I left Dirt Rider. And part of that is because I didn't like how the sales and edit side were so close. Yeah. 
and we had to, you know, lie about some things inside of the magazine just because they're advertising. For the fun so that's one of the reasons why I got the fuck out of there because yeah. it would bother me at night. Yep. Like, I'm like, dude, I, I don't like that feeling. So yeah. anyway, long story short, yes, the 300 is really good, and that is the the whole compass of this whole thing. It's just you got to find out which type of rider you are. Figure that out first. And then once you figure that out and then just listen to what we got to say and then go that direction because you'll have a you'll have a great time on either. Yeah. Um, but I understand you got to spend your money the right way. It's just like you bought a mountain bike, right? Yep. You have no idea what that mountain bike is like. Nope. You just cold turkey. This is what yeah. I got, you know? Yeah, I did some did basically this. I did some reviews. Right. I seen what some people, you know, I trusted some mountain bike you know, companies and did some reviews on it and talked yep. to a couple of people that ride mountain bikes decently. And I said, Hey, I have the track Scott, blah, blah, blah. And they said, Hey, get the Scott seems to be pretty good. Yeah. Boom, bought it. Right. All right. So we built this MC 450. Um, actually you did, I didn't do shit. So, <laughs> uh, first of all, the character of this 450, you didn't want a 450 because you thought it'd be too much for you at the race. Right. Now that you've ridden this bike, I think the character is super easy to ride. Yep. I feel like if you can ride a 350, you can ride this type of engine on the 450. Smooth, low-end character, linear and long. Yep. Is Give us your back background on this bike and why you like this bike <coughs> just in stock form. Yeah, so I had a 20, 20 and a half factory edition. Mm -hmm. So pretty much the same bike as this bike. And I, I didn't like it. Oh, I, didn't really? like, I didn't like the motor on that bike. Like I felt like, you know, I'm a... Not a huge jumper to begin with, but like the tracks I rode, I would jump all the jumps on my Cowie. I got on this bike and I just didn't feel like on the your twenty point five. Yeah, my twenty point five when I went from my nineteen Cowie to this one, I just didn't feel like I had a trust in where I was with the power. Hmm. You know, like I didn't feel like I was connected. So when we decided to do this four fifty, I was like, Well, I'm only riding one day a week. I need a bike that's, you know, not a monster because I obviously get bad arm pump. And so I brought this bike out and I rode it once and I was like, whoa, this thing's pretty tame. Like the chassis got a lot of forgiveness in it. Like maybe after we finish the 350 and maybe I'll jump on this and we'll start a project over here and keep the ball rolling. So that, that was my, my thought behind it is like, let's try this thing and see, you know, like the engine softer than the, than the new engine, the chassis flexes a lot more than the new engine. Yeah. And it's just a more forgiving bike for a guy that's, you know, doesn't ride three, four days a week and super fit for, for riding. Uh, for me, like you guys know out there that I, when I go race, I choose a Yamaha just because I really like that bike. The 22 YZ450 platform is really nice. But I will say this, out of all the bikes that I have the most fun on, on the 450 side of things, the KTM engine for me, is the most fun to ride because it's so easy to ride. Like, it yeah. makes you ride harder in areas than the Yamaha for me because it's so linear and easy to ride. Yeah. Maybe not as exciting down low, but to me, it makes it more exciting for me because I can roll the throttle on earlier and be more connected. So there's there's yeah. differences there. So I think that's one of the reasons why you like it because it's super easy to ride. Yeah. And it's mellow. Yeah, so I rode, after the rain, I rode the, the KTM. My bike, my uh, yep, test bike. Yep, yep. Your test bike out in, in the valley there on a sand track. Mm -hmm. It was deep, you know, just rained and it was rough. And I'm like, this, this is not going to be good. Right. I ended up doing three, well, two and three quarter, 20 minute motos on that bike because the sand was so deep. 
I did it. You know, you bury it in the sand, and it's, you kind of tame the motor down. You're not yeah. the thing's not ripping out of your hands. And uh, you know, we made a different fork on that bike. We went to Cone Valves from the 6500 dropping kit, and I was like, I told Aiden when we got back to the house, I'm like, that that bike was really fun. I mean, it's still not set up for me, right? But it was fun. Like I had fun riding it. Like yeah. the power that that bike delivers versus the the gas gas was like in that table setting was perfect. Yep. I was like, man, that was like, you could just kind of roll through the corners and bury it and in and out. And I liked it. I actually got back to Aiden. I was like, that was fun. Like that was a fun Aiden's day. Of riding. Going, oh shit. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> that's the first thing he said, you better not tell my dad that. I was like, no, I'm just telling you, I, I had fun. Like, so in I, deeper conditions, having a faster engine is not so bad. Right. Which is what, like when you guys were at Redbud, right? Like you did probably didn't notice it as much. Obviously, you noticed it was more lively, but yeah. until you got it back out here on the hard base surfaces, it, you know that's when you probably went, "Oh shit, this right. thing is pretty good." So, what did you do to the MC four fifty to kind of liven that up a little bit? Um, so we we didn't get too carried away on it, but we did more than than I would do than we did to probably most of our garage builds. So we did. Uh, Jamie obviously did an ECU with us. A twisted, yep, yep, twisted ECU, which was a vortex with his mapping. Um, we used his exhaust flange. Uh, we put a, a T six Pro Circuit exhaust system on it. Uh, twin air for um, power, power flow. flow kit. Yep. So all that is, people, power flow is just like a, an air filter cage with no screen. So if you went and bought a two-stroke air filter cage, it's yep. essentially the same thing, just not aluminum. Yes. Yeah, it just Twin doesn't have a screen in it. Right. Choke it off. So power plant-wise, that's all we did. And then okay. we obviously we used VP T4 yep. Yep. just to clean it up. But uh, I've rode it, what, three three times now, and I just, I'm in love with that bike. So I, it still I, keeps the nice character, but where does it enhance it? So it's it's... Obviously, a lot better than the production motor yep. stock, but it's not 23-ish where it's like has that abrupt bottom end. So all I was looking to was, you know, you have good mid to top yep. on that older motor. I was just looking to smooth that transition out. Not so flat on bottom yep. and then knife up hard because yep. that's when you really, you know, really pulls on your arms. Anytime you have an engine that's jaggy like that yep. or that climbs the face really quick, that's when a, a rider will feel a lot of pull, a lot of body muscle needs to be used. So we, I just wanted to smooth it out. And that's what I told Jamie. Obviously, he's got a bazillion maps for this engine platform. So I told him, I was like, look, I don't want a fire breather. I just want something that's a little stronger on bottom that transitions the arc from bottom to mid to top really linear. And he did it. I, I There's 10 different maps in that ECU. I think I tried one, and I was like, Pfft. That's per I really like that. There's something to be said right there too. Like with all these choices that we have, um, I do a lot of production testing. You got TC, you got launch control, you got maps. There's dude, there's too many choices at yeah. times for riders. Like I don't know what guy. I haven't met one guy. Maybe I have met one guy. But there's <laughs> very few out of, of you out there that just utilize every fucking feature yeah. that these things have. The vortex you can. You have ten different maps. Like I'm, I'm a test rider, and I'll maybe switch one to two maps. Yep. Like you find one to two areas that you like, and you keep keep it there. Right. But for me, we talk about ECUs a lot, and this specifically, this engine that Eddie's talking about, it really does wake this engine up. But it never loses that linear character. It never yeah. just gives you a shit ton of low end excitement. Right. It just kind of adds meat. 
to it. So when you're rolling out of your corner, this thing really gets the power down to the ground. It keeps the connectivity, and it just it. For example, I want to give you guys an example. At Glen Helen, there's a 180 going up a hill. If you guys know Glen Helen, you guys know what I'm talking about. With my Yamaha, although fast, I come out of that corner and I give it the gas. Give it the gas. I sound like a Euro. <laughs> give it the gas. I give it throttle coming out of corner, and it wants to wheelie. Yeah. And then I got to fan the clutch to keep the front end down, and it's hard to manage. With this MC450 and the Vortex and the things that Eddie did to it, I can roll my corner and mat the throttle, like just mat it, right? And that front wheel sticks yep. to the fucking ground, and it gets the power to the ground, and it moves up that hill quick. Yep. Like it's impressive. On that KTM that I have, like from the time I go to the over-under to Talladega, dude, like it's bam. Like yeah. I'm down there quick, yeah. And that what this this does. So it doesn't add too much power. You can also tone it down. Jamie has many many maps, but it just gives you a long linear character that's easy to ride and super fun. Yeah. It doesn't tire you out. So, mm -hmm. so that's one of the reasons I think Eddie likes it so much is because you're getting extra, right? But it's like getting extra cheese on your cheeseburger, but you're not getting fatter. Yeah. <laughs> you're just gonna be like, yeah, this is this, I'm still skinny. Yeah. So it's the best of both worlds, and it's really nice. ECUs really do work on these new age machines. Granted, it is a thousand bucks, but for me, a thousand dollars on an ECU is money well spent versus a muffler. Yeah, like I would have a sure. stock muffler and an ECU versus, uh, no offense, a PC Tie Six yeah. with no ECU, right? So yeah, I was thinking about that the other day back, like when I worked for Ryan and those guys. Like you know, you drop your two fifty F off, and it's you know. It's twelve, fifteen, two thousand dollars a PC to make the thing run. Yeah, <clears throat> and like we've come so far from that. Like I'm not downgrading any engine company because at that level, obviously, you need to to go full bore. But for a good practice bike, like you could put an ECU on it and a pipe, Dude. and maybe go up one tooth on a sprocket, and it's insane. And you're good. Like we we were talking about when I was riding the 250F, the Rockstar edition, and I told Jamie, I'm like, hey, I. Call me crazy at 240 pounds. I love riding that bike. Yeah. It's so fun. I'm like, it's, yeah, it hurts a little bit on the power, you know, but it makes me ride harder, yeah. better workout. And uh, actually, sorry, it was Chad mm. from XPR. And he's like, dude, my ECU setting, like, brings that bike to a whole nother level. And I was like, well, that would be, like, awesome where you're not even opening your engine. Your bike stays what factory bike is this? sealed. What bike is this? That was the Rockstar Edition oh, 250F okay. yep. that I was riding. Yep. And I'm like, man, that would be awesome. Like, you could slap a pipe on there, put that ignition on there, and maybe some gas. Yep. And for people that don't want to spend three grand, and then, you know, when you have a $3,000 fire breathing engine, that requires a lot to, to maintain it, well, and also, to keep it there. Here's the thing, too, people. When you have an ECU and a muffler, the reliability is a lot better versus you cracking into your engine and yep. spending three grand inside the engine. Yeah. You're you're retaining a lot of the reliability with yeah. just an ECU because you're maybe your cutoff of your overheads plus two fifty. Yeah. It's not that much. But yep. in the realm of riding it, plus two hundred and fifty RPM is a lot yeah. between each gear. So I don't know, there's a lot of benefit to an ECU and especially it works really well with this with this gas yeah. gas. So Yeah, it's a it's a good match for sure. Let's get to the complicated parts. 
Before we get to those complicated parts, let's do some commercials. Be right back with this show real quick. ScreenPrintingDone.com My dream is the world's most powerful t-shirt. Do you want to look good, but you ain't got the money? Trying to get some t-shirts made? Yeah, Go to ScreenPrintingDone.com This is a t-shirt. You can get anything you want on that t-shirt. I'm about to show you guys how y'all can look fly. Your business name. That's my business. Your kid's name. Oh, Billy. Your favorite phrase, like, let's go, buddy, or free jailbirds. I agree. Anything at all. Screenprintingdone.com. T-shirt printing business. Mention Kiefer on your next order and get 10 free T-shirts. That's what I'm talking about! Screenprintingdone.com. I know it's tough sometimes, guys. What engine oil should I run? What weight? Synthetic or non-synthetic? It's tough. But you guys, I've been running blood lubricants for about two and a half years now. I've had great results. If you guys are looking for some great oil, the Barracuda Blood Series 1040 is what we run in all of our test bikes here. Um, It's specifically formulated for the most brutal racing conditions on Earth. Look, heat, high humidity, silt, mud, whatever you got, this Barracuda Blood 1040 can handle it. 1040 is a great weight for most motocross and off-road machines, even though maybe your uh, owner's manual says run 530 or 1050. To me, 1040 is a great weight. Check it out. Barracuda Blood Series. Um, It's been through Baja 1000, the 500, Mint 400, Vegas, Torino, all of our test bikes here. 100% synthetic oil. It's great stuff. Uh, You put it in. And I run about two and a half engine hours. I take it out, and man, it still comes out pretty damn clean. So you can use the code Kiefer at checkout over at bloodlubricants.com. Save yourself 25% off a case of oil. They have all different kinds of stuff. They have suspension oils. They've got sprays, chain lubes, whatever it is for oil-related stuff for your off-road motorcycle. Check out bloodracing.com. Ride-engineering.com. You guys want to get some clamps, some bar mounts, some chain blocks, uh, brake calipers. Adrian over there at Ride Engineering has a lot of quality parts. And if you use the code KT20, that'll save you 20% off what he offers over there. So that's ride-engineering.com. And he is not only the guy who tests the parts. I mean, I help him as well. But he also has an engineering degree. Holy crap. So go check them out, ride-engineering.com. Use the code KT20 to save some money. You guys out there tweaking on handlebars and grips? Trust me, I do it almost daily. If you're looking for a strong bar but yet has a lot of flex, look no further than the Pro Taper Evo bar. It is my favorite bar out there on the market right now. Why? They have great bends. The bar flexes. I don't get vibration from the bar. I'm getting older. I want some flex in my bar. But yet, I want it to be strong. And Pro Taper has the strongest and the lightest bar out there that actually flexes. So go check them out, protaper.com. I'm currently using uh, SX Race Bend on my Yamahas. There is a brand new bend that's just coming out right now. You guys should see that. It is called Race Team Bend. And that is what we use over on Aiden's KTM and my KTM here uh, in the shop. So protaper.com. They have race cut grips, they have sprockets, they have chains, all different kinds of things. Go check them out, protaper.com. Maybe you're at home or in the car and you listen to the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Maybe you already own a home. Maybe you're looking to purchase. 
you know what? Rates are down, so maybe you should try refinancing now. I know Heather and I just did. You can pull cash out, debt consolidation, or maybe you just need some credit score advice. Deal with a professional that has been in the business for 25 years, dude. And this guy rides. He's a good dude. Zach Morris. No, not saved by the bell, Zach Morris. He's licensed in California, Nevada, and Colorado. You can call or text Zach at Plum Creek Funding, 720-212-4685. If you guys have any questions about Zach, hit me up, chris at keeperinktesting.com, or just simply text him yourself, 720-212-4685. Plum Creek Funding, Zach Morris, hit him up. For motocross riders driven to dominate, the Yamaha YZ line of four-stroke bikes are built for victory. Visit Power Motorsports today to explore what's new and improved for 2022. The YZ450F and YZ250F bring the performance with power for four-stroke engines, reduced unsprung weight, and new suspension settings. For the look of a full factory ride, just like what you guys see on Saturday night, both the YZ450F and YZ250F come in exclusive Monster Energy Yamaha Racing Edition graphics packages. And you can take precision tunability to the next level with Yamaha's exclusive and industry's only free power tuner app. Visit Power Motorsports today, find your Yamaha YZ, and enter the victory zone. Get your new Yamaha at Power Motorsports in Sublimity, Oregon. Let them know you heard it on here. That's right, the Kiefer Tested Podcast. Get your best deal and best pricing wherever it is. Right here, North America. I don't care where you're at, Maine, California, Florida, Washington. Go visit them, powermotorsports.com. Dress properly for your ride with a helmet, eye protection, riding jacket, or long sleeve shirt, long pants, gloves, and boots. Do not drink and ride. It is illegal and dangerous. Yeah, you guys know that time punishes you if you're not on top of your game. Look, I'm a competitive guy at 45. My kid is 15, and he is right on me every time we go out to the track. But you know what? You know what takes the guesswork out of who's the king for the day, who gets to talk trash on the way home? That's right. You can measure your lap times. You can reach your full potential. And, of course, you'll never guess where you're gaining or losing time. Go to litprolive.com. You can email me, chris, at keferinktesting.com for a discount code on one of their GPS receivers. Getting started is super easy with LitPro. Pick a GPS receiver, download the app, and add a subscription, and then you're on your way to improve your lap times, get a better result as your, you know, than your buddy. That's right, because there's nothing better than bragging rights when you're on your way home. You throw your guy a text. Who got the best of you, baby? That's right, I did. And you want to know how to do it? Lip Pro. Aiden and I have been on this for about a year now. Super easy to use. Look, I am not a tech-savvy guy, and Lip Pro is super easy for me and Aiden to navigate, and uh, I think it would be a great benefit to you guys out there. So hit me up, chris at keferinktesting.com. Go to Lip Pro Live. You guys want to see anything related to how to keep time, how to improve your lap times, what section you want to improve on, all those things and more over on LipProLive.com. We are back. We're going to talk about the complicated parts right now. The suspension. This (laughs) is the complicated part with this machine, right? 
we sit here and talk about how good KTMs, Husqvarna's, gas gases are, but there's always a caveat, and that caveat is the suspension, and it always has been for several years. There's always that little asterisk next yep. next to the bike. If it only had a spring fork, yeah. if it only uh, had a little bit more comfort, you know, yep. the engine is great, the chassis is great, the suspension, eh. Yeah. So if KTM ever wanted to disclose the motocross industry, especially fork. now that they have every bike for every rider for every style, yep, they put a spring fork on that thing. It's good night. <sighs> I feel bad. I mean, j the Japanese manufacturers are really going to have to step it up. If they change their on the 23 side, and now the gas gas, the 23.5 gas gas is out, which is the same chassis as the current KTM and Husqvarna models. Right. If they figured out a little bit of more comfort on that chassis, on the new chassis, put a spring fork on it, that's game. Yeah. That's game. Yep. At right now, if yeah. I compared all the bikes and yeah. I imagine that this in my head, that's it. That's yeah. what this bike needs. So, two hundred and twenty pounds. Thirty. Two hundred thirty pounds. What did you do to make yourself happy? Because look, you went KYB inserts yep. on the three fifty. We tried a revalved air fork on the three fifty. Yeah. So we, I've, I've done this several times. I've tried KYBs. I've tried. Uh, 6500s. I've tried cone valves. I've tried uh, MX Tech stuff. Yeah. Copperhead. Co Copper Coppersmith. Coppersmith. Sorry. Copperhead. <laughs> it's a snake. I yeah, Coppersmith. Like, look at. I've tried all these these conversions. Yeah. What'd you do? So we we basically did the same as what we did with the um 350. Yeah. So we did KYB technical touch. Uh, gave us a KYB conversion kit with us. Um, I think we ended up on five three fork springs. Oh shit! Really. <laughs> yeah, but there's always been uh, Steve Piatoni from Shock Therapy uh, here in Elsinore. He was from Brea, now he moved to Elsinore. He's done my suspension for like three years. Steve's a, um, a vet racer, races all the over-the-hill gang, old-timer stuff. Um, he's a little heavier than me, but he's he's pretty fast. Yeah. So our settings are really, really close. He rides a Cowie, I rode a Cowie. That's when I got linked up with him. So um, he did my he did for World Vets whatever it was twenty I think when it rained out or nineteen he did my stuff for that race. When you I, bounced out on that one too? Yeah, because it rained and I didn't want to destroy my fourteen thousand dollar motorcycle. Okay. So he um, he did the suspension on that one and it was good too. So when when you said hey, within reason I'm going to open this door up, you yeah. know, and and you can use go use your own suspension guy. Let's good. see what we can do. So when I called Steve, he was like, yeah, no problem, I'll do it for you. You know, I kind of have a setting, and I said, well, hold on, because I rode my buddy Victor's bike, mm -hmm. who's a novice-level rider, but a little heavier than me, and I really liked his suspension. I said, so for the the garage build, I want to start there. Mm -hmm. Like, let's just start there. And I'm like, what do I need? And he's like, just give me a KYB conversion kit. I'll get the bladder kit. I'll get you a shock spring. And uh, he had had some KYB he calls them work spring purchase mm -hmm. and then a different needle. And I don't know if the needle's available. I, I don't even know if what, what it exactly was. Okay. It didn't really touch much on it, but it's a KYB um, different needle. I don't know if it's even rebound or compression. I probably should have got some more information on it. Yeah. But, way to go. But uh, yeah, so I had him do up the suspension. Um, we finished the, the build. We went out and, and uh, wrote it and I was like, man, it, it's, the way Glenn Helen's set up right now, it's a little more sweeping. Like they got some singles where you can kind of flatland some stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, it, it has 
My biggest complaint with my 350 was it always, it, we couldn't get it to where it had that plush feel. Mm-hmm. When you hit bumps, it's harsh. And and I, I'm i not knocking the chassis. I'm not saying that it's the chassis that caused that. I think it's a combination of maybe the spring. Maybe we didn't have a heavy enough spring, fork, uh, spring in it. Yeah. The fork was down a little low, deep in the stroke. Then the chassis is a little harsher than what we're used to. So it just... It, it literally beat me up when I rode it. This bike is the complete opposite. It doesn't beat me up. Yes, I still get arm pump on it, but mm, that's, that's just because I don't ride right. enough. So, But when I ride it, when my first three laps on that bike where I'm in my prime, I'm in more control, it's more comfortable, and I can push the bike a lot harder than what I could on the 350. Mm. So I, when it comes to suspension now, like, for some reason, they have a huge knuckle on the top of the downhill at Glen Helen right now. So when you come out of that corner and you hit that thing, you jump down. You yeah. jump far down and you go out, not down. You jump way out. Mm-hmm. So you're landing in the chop. Well, a couple of times I did that. And the vision came back up of World Vets when I jumped out of Talladega and landed in that hole and thought yeah. I was going to die. Yeah. It was not even an issue. It just like bounced through and down. So... The, the, I think it's just because he knows how I ride. He's seen me ride at the track. He's worked with me yep. on suspension at the track. So that was for sure a no-brainer. I was going there. We talked. Um, there was a couple little things like adjustments that needed to be made with the shock, and he had recommended um, doing the, the linkage. So they have a different linkage that changes the arc. The ride engineering link? Yep. So we went with the ride engineering that's link. That's just the rods? Uh, no, it's a full linkage. Oh, so it's a knuckle yeah. line? Okay. Because the... I remember this from before the stock link arm on that older chassis. It's it's if you think in a dyno curve, yeah. I'm using my hand and people can't yeah. see it, but in a dyno curve, it's really flat. And then as you get halfway through the stroke, it, then it really ramps up and it gets stiff quick. It mm-hmm. goes to the top quick. Well, this linkage, the ride engineering linkage, Adrian, and those guys, they just smooth that out. Mm-hmm. So you, you go up, I believe one to two spring rates because now that the linkage is going to act sooner mm-hmm. in the geometry, let's call it, you need to stiffen your shock spring up. So we went up two spring rates. We're going to put that linkage on and it should give it a little more progressive. So like where I felt the issue was like, say you come down that hill at Glen Helen, you're around that big sweeper. Yep. It's really choppy. Mm-hmm. It's kind of hard packed. And if you're not over the back of the bike, generally there you'd be over the front. It, the back end kind of wants to dance around a little bit. It kind of deflects off some stuff. You lose a little bit of forward momentum because it's kind of, as you hit the bumps, it's stopping the bike, not going through it. Yep. So the linkage, from what I remember before, the linkage should solve that because now it's going to be a more linear, not so steep curve on the shock. So basically when you're on the edges of your tires is what you're going to have to have some more comfort there. Yeah, it's... It's because not really leaning, though. It's like you could do it going down a straightaway. Like okay. if you come out of a corner, say the sand section, you know, it's all choppy. Yep. You come out of there. When you stand up and get a lot of the weight over the front of the bike, the back end gets really light. Mm. So instead of it like, you know, wheel on ground tracking through, yep. Yep. it's like hitting walls. So it, it, Deflecting. It, it like stops the bike. Yeah, yeah. So you, you don't notice, like I, I didn't notice any side to side. I just noticed like, wow, I lost a lot of momentum through that corner. I'm on the gas, I'm standing up, I'm squeezing, like, why am I slowing down? Well, as the bike's hitting the bump, you're losing your forward momentum. You ever tried opening the rebound? So that's what we, I tried it on um, Thursday. Yeah. We rode Thursday. I did two tests. Yeah. I opened the rebound up three clicks, yeah. 
which was better. Okay. Then I went back in on the three clicks, and I just softened the shock. I opened a, a half turn on the high speed. Okay. The rebound was better than the high speed because yeah. then the shock got soft in other areas where you would hit bumps harder. Yeah. So I put it back, and then I went open uh, three clicks on the rebound, and it was better. But Steve said, you know, we need we need to do – this is built for that linkage. Right. So he's like, we either need to soften the shock spring up a little bit or put – so just for people out there that are trying to make adjustments and just heard what Eddie said, so when you open the rebound, let's say you have this problem where your tire uh, is deflecting or you're having that sensation of, uh, so that's weird, Adrian just texted me. That's super weird. Uh, or like your, your rear wheel skipping side to side, opening the rebound will help that wheel follow the ground more. What Eddie did as well is with the high-speed compression, that acts like a ride height. So if you feel like you're a little low in some areas and without having to change your sag reading, you can open or shut that high speed and essentially um, adjust your ride height without adjusting your sag. So, yeah. um, And those two adjustments have total different sensations on the track. Yep. Um, opening the rebound will help that wheel follow the ground better. And then um, let's say he's softening or opening up the high speed that'll essentially drop the rear down a little bit and could help you get a little bit more traction in those areas as well. But it'll essentially you'll feel the high speed more on acceleration chop out of corners yep. versus off throttle. Yeah, so. that's where I noticed that like there was a couple of corners that were super choppy coming out. And I was like, yeah, I gained a little bit over where I was honing in on, but I lost in several other areas. So then, you know, you, I, I can deal with it over there. I need it over here. So right. I put it back and then went back to the rebound and said, this is for what we have in the track. Like this was the best of both worlds. Mm. And I actually went with our lip pro. I actually, I oh, you did I, measured. Yeah, for okay. sure. Yep. I do every time I go on the track, <laughs> okay. except for warm ups. Basically you're, you're, you're basically dick measuring your own dick. Right. But I use it a lot for, cause obviously motocross is a lot of feeling. Yeah. But I, so many times in my mechanic, years like a rider will come back and be like dude the bike feels so much better with that fork and i look at my watch and i'm like but you were like a second and a half slower a lap like yeah. what were you doing different on the track oh no i was doing the same well then that wasn't better right it might have felt better but it's not as fast right so that's what i use the watch to calibrate what i feel because they both have to match if my right. feeling doesn't match my watch then right that doesn't work correct so when I went to the rebound, which was Moto 2, I was almost two seconds a lap faster oh, because of those areas that I wasn't getting the forward momentum. Wow. So, yeah, I was – I mean, I'm still 20-some seconds off of you guys. Well, that's well, – we're Hey, we will get there. That's I like found me it. going RC car racing and trying to keep up with your lap time. Yeah. That wouldn't be happening. Yeah. Um, all right, so shock therapy dialed in suspension for you. Um, you didn't really do much to ergonomics. Because no. that's your six what one six one yeah, and it feels pretty comfortable for you. Yep. So yeah, we, so we put a uh, fusion pro taper fusion race team crossbar band. guy. Yep. Okay. Yep. So I put a uh, race team, which is what I've run, which is like a nine nine six band. Yep. yep. Uh, that's what I ran prior mm -hmm. to using pro taper stuff. So I'm super happy with that. The only thing that I will do to this bike moving forward, um, because it's huge, noticeable. Size 12 foot. Yeah. Those foot pegs are so small. Okay. They're tiny. So what I'm noticing is I'm not a balls of the foot type of rider. You're I ride in my footed. arches. Yep. 
So on the other pig, because it's so much wider, it kind of puts your boot a little further forward. So right, the way I ride right now on that smaller peg, I actually have to move my foot to shift. Mm. So on the other bike, I don't. I I always feel like my foot's floating right around the shifter. I'm up and down, no problem. So that is one thing I actually talked to um, Eric about getting some pro pegs. Mm-hmm. So those are wider. That's right. pretty much what I've always rode. So open cleat. It's it's hard to say. I mean, I've always rode closed cleat because we don't. We hardly ever see rain and mud here. Dude, but I mean, if you if you, I'm do, open cleat guy because yeah. you go in the berms or ruts and that mud packs in between them. It's like what I've noticed with open cleats is it's harder on your boot okay. because you don't have all the surface in the middle to yeah. to counter some of the weight. Yeah. So with the open cleat, if you're not, you know, I mean, if you're not riding the East Coast where it's deep, mm-hmm. you know, ours if we get deep ruts, we're like, whoa, here we go, like this is gonna be fun. But I like. To keep the surface because it just it's a lot easier on the soles of your boots. Yep. Us heavier guys, we tear boots up. Yeah, you know, and resoling Alpine Stars, which they do, is great. You know, but it's speaking of boots, I'm on Tech Sevens. I love them, dude. It's not bad. I I I went riding yesterday, the first time I've ridden in Tech Sevens in a long time. I've tested them and liked yeah. them, but I wanted to revisit them because I'm like, I just want to try something different. I've been on Tech Tens for a while. Yeah, dude, I can feel a lot. Like, I can feel my bike a lot more on Tech 7s than yeah. I can Tech 10s. Obviously, they're softer. Yeah. So, I don't think they're, they're not going to last me as long. No. But it feels pretty good. And they're light. Yeah. So, the when I I was on Garnets, and, no, the, and I love Garnet boots. I've, I've worn them forever. Yeah. But uh, the older I get, and then I broke my foot not too long ago, and my my feet are real sensitive. Yeah. And so, I every time I would ride, I would come home and I'd tell my wife, I'm like, I can't barely walk on my feet. I had to put socks on my feet. I can't walk on a bare ground anymore. And so then I started thinking about it. I'm like, man, that boot is, is hard on my foot why, and my ankle. Because <laughs> I get quiet. You know? <laughs> yeah, so we, we got some, I got some Tech 7s, and I, I, the day I got them, I slid my foot in them. I'm yeah, like, like, oh, yeah. It's a little bit different, but yeah, I liked, I liked it. So, yeah. um, all right. So the whole build came together really nice. I feel like it is custom for you, like how you ride. Yep. Um, I mean, we added little trinkets here and there. Works Connection gave us some bits. Did you put a ZRT throttle on it? Yep. Yeah, it has ZRT. Throttle. You guys aren't you guys aren't familiar with ZRT? Just he's just a guy back east, and he builds these aluminum throttle tubes. And look, it's just an aluminum throttle tube, big deal. But I don't know what he uses, and he he's a it's a bearing type aluminum throttle. Look, everyone's has that type of throttle. Yep. But his just feels so much smoother than other throttles that I've experienced before. And and especially if you're on a KTM Husqvarna gas gas, this throttle is amazing. It's it's so easy. Sometimes people say it's that's too easy, Chris. Too Chris like, I don't want that. Like, it's too buttery. Not for me. I like that. It's yep. an it's easy pull. It's awesome. I put it on the Yamaha YZ450 at one time, and I, I didn't notice as much. But, man, dude, it makes a big difference. Yeah, so when I rode... Thursday, I came home and I was turning my throttle on. I'm like, oh, I think I got something in my throttle tube or something because it wasn't real. I noticed it when I was riding, it was getting kind of hard. As I was riding, it was getting harder. Mm. And I'm like, oh, some, I got some dirt in it or whatever, water, you know, we pressure wash our bikes. So I literally took the caps off, took uh-huh. the cables off, and I put my hand on it, rolled it back, and it spun for days. And I'm like, well, that's cables weird. Cables then. It's not the throttle. Yeah, it's yeah. the cables. So like I've said in these podcasts, these cables, KTM, Gas Gas, these guys use are not very good. Uh, it's 20 hours 
time for cables. You can't really lube the cables because uh-huh. there's this Teflon inside those cables. You'll eat them up. Yeah, I tried. I have the Motion Pro cable luber uh-huh. that we used to use for clutch cables back yep. then. And I'm like, oh, I'm going to rig this thing on here because I just need to get some lube. I need to blow the junk out of it. Yeah. And I need it because it has a uh, Teflon insert. You can see it if you actually look at the cable. Yeah. The, the, the steel braided comes out. Then there's a Teflon insert and then the housing. So I was like, I, I, you know, I'm going to, no, you can't. No. You, you just wad them up and throw them in the track. Yeah. So you just got to buy new cables. And once you put new cables on it, it's pretty Fry good. Fry pack to yep. butter. Which was shocking because this bike don't have much time on it, but. I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. Yeah. It's weird, but yeah, I, I pinpointed it to that for sure. Um, talk about the brakes real quick before we wrap it up. Yeah. So we did, we did a, through um, Technical Touch USA, mm-hmm. they are now the Moto Master um, distributor for their brakes in the United States. They, uh, so yeah, I, when I went there, they said, Hey, would, would you like to try? You know, we're, we have this warehouse full of all this stuff now. And I said, yeah, i I would love, you know, yeah, give me an oversized disc. I mean, I don't know that you could really beat a KTM brake setup. Right. You yeah. know, 260 front disc stock. Brembo's are good. Brembo's the best, yep. you know, as far as I was concerned, coming off all these other bikes. And he said, okay, well, we're going to we're gonna give you everything. And I'm like, okay, well, I mean, what are we talking, disc and a hanger? <laughs> cool, yeah. right on. I was blown away. I didn't know all this stuff. I mean, they make so much. So we ended up on this build, we ended up with a 270 front disc. Fully floated. Um, they get that comes with a hanger, obviously. They have factory billet machine calipers. So I looked at them and I was like, "Well, I don't, you know, I mean, Brembo again, it's good, but right. hey, they want us to test it. We're going to test it." Mm-hmm. So uh, I t- I kind of dissected them before I put them on the bike. I don't see anything like different, you know, like the piston sizes are the same. It's got the same amount of seals, and I'm like, okay, so it's kind of an OEM replacement brake. But uh, what I noticed when I built them, at first I was kind of freaking out because the lever was kind of spongy. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I, like, where's the where's that stopping force? So after working with those guys a little bit, talking to them, um, that's kind of how they developed the brake. So it's not once once I finally put a full bleed on it, it's not spongy by any means. It's it's got good power. You can feel the wheel stop, like you know, testing it. But they wanted something that was a little more predictable. Instead of just like off on light yeah, switch ish, yeah. they yeah. wanted it to be a little progressive, a little more progressive. Yeah. So the more I ride with them, the more I'm getting comfortable with the front. I mean, the rear brake is, it feels almost like a Brembo rear. Yeah. I mean, you tap it, it locks up, but the front, it has like a more linear progressive feel to it. If you're a brake guy that you want like this ultra strong front brake, I don't think it's a brake for you. Yeah. I, I don't think you. I haven't gotten like it there grabby, yet. If you like grabby front brakes, you'll like a Brembo. Right. But yeah. So, but it's, the more I play with it, um, I've kind of messed with the lever adjustment a little bit, you know, in and out, thinking, get a different ratio, but it's, uh, it's become very comfortable for me. It's actually become to where I, it's going to take me a little bit to transition back to like the KTM stock front brake if it was to ride another, you know, one of our magazine bikes. So yeah, I did that. I did uh, their their front and rear billet calipers. Um, we did steel braided brake lines front and rear, and then they also do sprockets. Mm. So we did. I did the steel front sprocket a thirteen. I kept stock gearing thirteen forty nine. I did their steel front with their alloy rear um, sprocket, and then they do chains. So we did their GP 120 lead chain. How is it? Is it stretching or is it? <laughs> it's good. Really? Uh, yeah. Did you see if it was made in Japan? 
Um, this one is made in Japan. Yes, yeah, that's good. That's yeah. A, so if you guys are out there wondering, hey, what should I use? You know, X chain or you know yep. X Y Z chain or whatever it is. Look and see if it's made in Japan. The good ones are. If it's yep. anywhere else, chances are it's going to be a piece of shit. Yeah. No. So it, it did its initial stretch. Yeah. You know, we measured the chain on that bike. So I did measure chain. We did the the photo shoot on it that day. It stretched a little bit, so I tightened it up midday. It's a non O ring. Non O ring. Okay. They have everything though. Yeah, yeah. Like if you guys are interested in looking at their product line, just go to motomaster.com. Yeah. They they make more stuff than you probably. Would. I mean, they make levers. Yeah. I mean, they have all kinds of stuff. They have X rings, standard chains, gold chains. Uh, I th- believe they had press fit chains. They have dual ring sprockets for like the off road guys, where you get a stout, yep. you know, steel outer ring. Yep. They have a lot of stuff, and and that's I was actually glad that I was able to open that door because yeah, I didn't as being either. in the industry as long as I've been and as a mechanic and all I this, I just thought they made discs. I thought they just made discs, and yeah. that was it. Yeah. So, and I, you know, I know they've they do factory KTM. I believe they're doing gas gas now, so they have factory teams. So their their quality of their product is is superior for sure. And you stuck with X Trig standard offset, right? Split yeah. Clamp. So yep, X Trig um, twenty two clamps. Yep. Uh, mainly because they're red. You, you came off. <laughs> Jesus. No. Uh, did you come off of a stock gas gas clamp? Or did you have a split clamp already on it? I originally wrote it with a stock clamp. Yep. And then we put um, the the factory clamp on it. Right? Yeah, we split. put our, we put our. Did our, you notice any difference between the factory split and the X trick split, or is it the same feel? And you're it's on, it's and pretty you're on, much the same. I mean, I know, I know, and you're on I, PHDS mounts. Yeah, PHDS mounts, which that's a different feel from the factory okay. mount. Um, because the the twenty three factory mount, maybe a lot of people don't realize, but. When you used to fall over on those, you would twist the mount yeah. because it had the top plate. You would twist the top plate being rubber mounted. It would twist. Yeah. Well, KTM caught on to that, and they basically took that same top mount, flipped it upside down. So the bottom mount is now one piece okay. with solid aluminum underneath. Then you put your cap on the top. So when you fall, it's reinforced top and bottom. I You're not bending those bars. That, Don't hit that. Don't hit that wire. Yeah, there you go. You're not bending that, that mount, mm. you know? So before... You tip over, you'd bend the top mount, you were screwed. Now, you don't have that problem. Really? So yeah, it, but the PHDS does have a little bit more damping. The PHDS, yeah, because it has these rubber cushioners on it. Yeah, right. So you have you have you eliminates a little bit. Obviously, we all know this chassis vibrates. Yeah. So that eliminates a little more of the vibration. That bar mount is a skosh taller than the stock bar mount. Okay. So for me, it raised the bars up a little bit more. At first, I didn't think I was going to like it, but. As I ride it more, I think if you're being a taller guy. You probably will. Yeah, right? I'm getting yeah. more comfortable on it for sure. Yeah, it's usually so. If you're coming off of a stock mount, and I've done this with the Yamaha and the Kawasaki as well. When I went to an X Trig as well as a PHDS, you're getting about plus one to plus two of a mount difference. Yeah. So just FYI. Yeah, I mean, eighty percent of the people that ride motorcycles ain't gonna give a shit. Yeah, right? you're but talking just, one million. We're just throwing it out there, Eddie, yeah. just so they no, know. No, it is. It's definitely a little bit taller. We don't need uh, we don't need um, Michael Lindsay, you know, <laughs> one up on us, you know, by telling people that it's plus one millimeter. Yeah. Uh, bigger. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, what did we? We put power parts wheels on it. Yep. Andy lent us a set of wheels, so we did uh, the black hose with the black spokes, black wheels. 
Decal Works hooked it up on the graphics and yep. the numbers. It looks really good. Yeah, Guts, Guts did a, a super high gripper seat for us. How's your ass on that? It's good. Well, everything we ride around here. I mean, we have the Saladella Valley seat on the KTM. Everything we... Fuck, dude, that thing hurts my ass, dude. Yeah, everything we ride is ultra grippy around here. So yeah. between Guts and then the out stock seats. I'm starting to wear chamois. Yeah, I noticed that. You got your road. He's wearing Dude, his road bike bibs. It's been <laughs> my ass has been kicking with yeah. that rawness, you know, with those gripper seat covers. So, yep. I wish someone could make a undershort with the chamois for moto. No one does. They make they they do, they're out there. Really? They're, yeah. So it's basically the same thing. It's a road bike short. What it's not sh- a bib. Yeah, I understand that. So they have those style. Like, I, who makes them? Uh, I mean, you can get them from... Uh, Hit me up, Chris, at KeeferInkTesting.com if you know someone that makes shorts with a chamois in it for moto. Yeah. I haven't seen it. Yeah, uh, Parazzi will make them. Parazzi? Yep, that's a road bike company. Oh, they just make shorts like that? Yeah, they'll make shorts. Oh, okay. they make I'm shorts. talking about a moto company. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't I don't think... I don't. Maybe I don't think. EVS, but you're going to get... EVS has something similar, but you're going to get a lot of leg padding, and you don't want none of that. With, with I'll have to first. look at... Yeah, EVS might make some. i have to look. Yeah. And then final uh, Dunlop, Dunlop 3S front Ooh. and a, a 33, 33 rear. rear and you go to 110, you go to 120. 120, 90 in the rear. And 90? Yeah, that oh, that's right. 90. We got you a 90. Yep, 120, Tall. 90. And then... Uh, There's more cush. People want to know about 80 or 90 size tires. If you go to 120, 90, most of the Supercross guys are on 120, 90s. Yep. Um, that's for the squish and the whoops. They want some of that extra comfort. So it will make your bike a little bit taller in the rear, so you might have to adjust your sag accordingly. Or you can just say, suck it, Chris, and not worry about your sag and just get a little bit of extra cushion squish in yeah. that tire. So it's a little bit heavier. Yeah. But So, yeah, MX3S is available. Don't bark at me. It is out there. I'm just not special and get them. There is 3S fronts available. 3S rears are not Unless you order a Kawasaki part number, but please don't do that because then I won't be able to buy any. <laughs> I was going to say, that's Cowie. <laughs> the Cowie part. Well, the 23 Cowies are 33s now. So yeah. you got to go back to the 22 part number yeah. and order MX3Ss through there. But yeah, Dunlop does a did a great job as far as making us get some traction. And that's really about it, huh? Yep. Now you're going to ride the shit out of it. What are you going to do with this bike? What are, What's our plans? Moto. <laughs> We're doing motos. What, what's, your, what's our next race? Are we racing? Um, yeah. We, no, we are. Yeah, for sure. I want to start doing some of the Saturday series stuff at Glen Helen. Okay. So um, Old timers, MX. Some old timer stuff. 18 minute motos. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Yeah, we're good. We're good with that. Um, just, I want to ride more. Like now that, you know. Oh boy. Coming up to World Vets. Easy. Be careful. Don't open your mouth. Coming up to World Vets, we were. I almost felt like I was riding for a purpose. Yes. Like it was like. You need a goal. Yeah. Got to do this. Got to do that. So this one, this now, we're just riding. Yeah. Like if I go and I don't feel good that day, then we're not going to do 20 minute motos. We're going to do 15 minute motos or 10 minute motos or whatever. You know, just, I just want to ride. I want to ride more. I want to try to practice more, go to the date tracks more. Uh, I'm over here a lot more doing some gym stuff with you guys now. So yep. that's helping a little bit. And, uh, tumbleweed MX gym sesh. Yep. So it's, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I'm getting Keeping older. Yeah, exactly. I'm getting older and I want to enjoy riding, right? Testing, doing what it's we do. It's fun to go race and ride with your buddies. And, and for me, it fun is like Dallas done, my buddy Dallas. Fun to him is is going out with his buddies and doing jumps. Yeah. 
doing all different kinds of like riding trails, hit to the jump, go to the next one, hit the jump. Like that's okay for me, but that doesn't do it for me. Yeah. What does it for me is going motoing with my buddies and doing yep. motos together, you know, and hooting and hollering and talking shit, you know, see if I can lap you or Aiden's better than me or not. Like right. that shit's fun for me. Right. In so. the last four like five months of riding all up to world vets and all the bike testing and cool shit that we've gotten to do. Yeah. The best three days of riding I've done is ride across the street in Honda Valley. Yeah. Yep. Like it's just, but you can't ride there anymore because there's cops. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all over. I see so many of them. We, we run from them daily, but uh, nah. we saw one get arrested there. Heather and I and Andy were driving down the, the road in the Jeep and the cops had a kid pulled over with handcuffs on, on a bike. It was awesome. He wasn't just he riding. He was running. He was, yeah, he wasn't just yeah. riding. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, I mean, it's, yeah. I know Honda Valley's cracking down a little bit on, on it. Right. Especially during the winter, you know. Yep. But uh, just go, we just go over there. There's like five or six of us. Yeah, it's you fun. know, we put a gas can there and we just ride and we talk shit and we, you know, just have fun. There's not all the hype of being at Glen Helen or Quia or LACR or Cal City or all these Soul local riding. tracks. Yeah, we're just soul riding. Yeah. We're just having fun. That's the best kind of riding, man, especially yep. when it's wet out here. It's great. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for our 2023 Gas Gas MC450 build with Eddie Larratt. And if you guys want to check that out, go to racerxonline.com in January, and it'll be a full-blown video to talk about what we just talked about. But then you get to see the motorcycle. You get to watch Eddie shred a berm at Glen Helen. <laughs> And then, uh, yeah, you get to see my ugly mug on camera, which you probably do not want to see. So, um, hey, have a great Christmas. Happy holidays. Happy New Year. Uh, spend it with your family, people that you love. It's that time of year. So hopefully you have those people within your life. And if you don't, I understand it. Sometimes I get a headache as well and with my family. So it's that time of year <laughs> as well. Um, we'll be back next year with, uh, you know, more episodes of this and some special things that will be announced here after january 3rd so excited about that and uh, i gotta get prepared for supercross gotta go to a lot of supercross races anaheim one is around the corner who's your pick for the championship real quick before we leave 450 anderson anderson good yep. pick yep. Uh, i'm chase i'm team giselle yep. uh, if he doesn't shit the bed or slip a heel coming down the aisle i think he'll he'll do it um i think eli will will be good but i think he's gonna have some setup issues with the yamaha i think yep. it's a new bike not yeah. to say that the new bike isn't good. It's just takes some work. It's yeah. a little bit different of a machine. I mean, look what KTM went through last year. Right. So it's, it's just a building process and it, he's gonna be there. You know, I oh, mean you know, Eli, Eli always does this anyways. He always starts kind of mellow, you know, he'll yep. ride around fifth, sixth, seventh through the Anaheims. And then all of a sudden you'll look at the points around round seven, and you're like, Oh I didn't yeah. even realize he would had a fifteen point lead already. Right. So it's it. This could be. We thought last year was exciting. I think this year is going to be even Let's more. Hopefully, all stay healthy. That's That'd it. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, new merch coming out. Actually, there we'll have that here in stock on Wednesday, Thursday. You can check the website, uh, the shop area of keyforinktesting dot com. So excited about a couple new hoodies that we have coming out as well. Or hit up Heather at keyforinktesting dot com. She can help you out as well. And if you're a teenage kid. That's a punk ass like my kid, Aiden at KieferInkTesting.com. You can hit him up for some questions. He's especially really good with Kawasaki KX250 questions yep. and how to keep them together and not blow them up. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Merry Christmas. We'll see you guys next year. Peace.